0: a couple seconds really just to share a couple things with you. First of all, thank you. Thank you for being my family for the last six, seven years. Since 2016, I came to Good Shepherd and you have been my family. Uh, You will still be my family, but things will change a little bit. Uh, Effective July 3rd, uh, I will become the pastor of Luton's United Methodist Church um, just outside of Goodlettsville. It's a little small church. It's claim to fame is that it's JR's mom's church, and it's the church JR actually grew up in. Um, it's a cute little church, just uh, off of 41, and they need a pastor. So the bishop and the district superintendent asked me if I would begin to fill in on the behalf of Luton's as their pastor, and after saying no, like five times, um, I realized that maybe God was trying to tell me something, and it was time to... Do yet again another job. So let me just kind of set some things kind of in order so that everybody has the information. I still work for United Methodist men. I will be working for United Methodist men. Um, I will be serving the church and I will still have a life here at Good Shepherd. Pastor Regina has been very gracious, um, to say yes when I said I still want to be part of the life and the ministry of this church. Um, this, you are my family. You have been my family in Tennessee for six years, and I want to keep that connection. But I would ask that you would uh, continue to pray for what God's will is for me, for Luton's church, and most importantly, what God's will is for Good Shepherd. God is doing amazing things here at Good Shepherd, and I would ask that you continue to keep that in your prayers. You're not going to get rid of me that easy. Um, We'll be around. We'll be around doing some guy stuff with uh, Davis and the men, and I'll probably show up every so often, but... uh, But I just wanted to share with you, because sometimes rumors get going, and it's like, oh, Pastor Rick hasn't been here for six, eight weeks. He's mad. No, he's not. (laughs) He's not mad. This is home. This is family. But uh, God's calling me to kind of be on a different journey for a little while. So I just wanted to share that with you. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Pastor Rick. Um, You are a vital part of this congregation and always will be. And uh, we're just going to lend you to Luton's for a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. Here are the words from 1 Kings, chapter 19, verses 1 through 15. Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done, and how he had killed the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah, saying, So may the gods do to me, and also more. If I do not make your life like the life of one of them by this time tomorrow. Then he was afraid. He got up and fled for his life. He came to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah. He left his servants there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat under a solitary broom tree. He asked him that, if, that he might die. It is enough now, O Lord, take me away, for I am no better than my ancestors. Then he lay down under the broom tree and fell asleep. Suddenly an angel touched him and said to him, Get up and eat. He looked and there in his head was a cake baked on hot stones and a jar of water. He ate and drank and lay down again. The angel of the Lord came a second time, touched him and said, Get up and eat, otherwise the journey will be too much for you. He got up and ate and drank Then he went in the strength of that food forty days and forty nights to Horeb, the mount of God. At that place he came to a cave and spent the night there. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, What are you doing here, Elijah? He answered, I have been very zealous for the Lord, the God of hosts, for Israelites have forsaken your covenant, throw down your altars, and killed your prophet with the sword. I alone am left, and I will... And they are seeking my life to take it away. He said, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Now there was a great wind, so strong that it it was splitting mountains and breaking rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a sound of sheer silence. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his feet in his mantle and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. Then there came a voice to him that said, What are you doing here, Elijah? He answered, I have been very zealous for the Lord, the God of hosts, for the Israelites have forsaken your co- covenants and thrown down your altars and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they are seeking my life to take it away. Then the Lord said to him, Go, return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus. When you arrive, you shall anoint, you shall anoint Hazel as king over Aram. Then the Lord, the word of God to the people of God thanks be to God good morning church good morning. yeah you're still out there good 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 thanks for choosing to worship with us today uh, whether you're in person or online welcome to we're glad you're here if it's your first time welcome to the family everybody's family here at Good Shepherd United Methodist Church and like uh, pastor Rick has said once you're here your family I want you to comment if you're if you're in the uh, online with us this morning, want you to comment in the uh, comment sections during prayer requests. I want those of you in the house to shout out. Let me know you're here. We got a wonderful crowd this morning. I want to thank everybody for being here today, and we've got several folks online. So, so thank you for choosing to be with us today. Thank you for. We welcome all of our father figures here this morning, and our fathers who are worshiping with us. We celebrate your day in, in big ways, in small ways, but know this one fact, you are loved by your family, by your church family, by your friends, and for but most of all, by the Most High God. I'm Pastor Regina, and I thank you for taking time to worship with us today. Several of us here this morning have just returned from the first inaugural Tennessee Western Kentucky Annual Conference that was held in Brentwood, Tennessee this week. Many others of you watched online as two annual conferences came together to celebrate their past, to be in their present, and hope for their future as a United Methodist Church. We left there with renewed optimism and energy that although we have work to do, the future of the United Methodist Church is filled with promise. We were given courage to step out in faith that, that whatever the future holds, the United Methodist Church will be leading the way, loving God, loving our neighbors, and leading others to Christ as we allow the, God's Spirit to guide us. You will be hearing more about these uh, the coming weeks, about some highlights from annual conference, and how we at Good Shepherd will be a part of the future God has in store. Now, we've entered ordinary time in the liturgical calendar. That time of life in the church between Pentecost Sunday and Christ the King Sunday, what happens just before Advent, that's a long stretch. That's a long stretch for the cover of green, and there's little to celebrate. However, I couldn't help to think about that as I witnessed the business of the annual conference, the celebration and the worship that took place there, That this is not ordinary time. I was even awakened one night by the Holy Spirit with the thought that there is nothing ordinary about ordinary time. Now that thought followed me throughout the week. Ordinary time is about growing our faith, accepting our gifts that we have been given, and producing the fruit as as a body of Christ. In this ordinary time that we find ourselves here, It's happening around us at Good Shepherd United Methodist Church. We are on the brink, folks. We are on the brink of some exciting adventures in faith. You will hear about these opportunities a little bit in more depth next Sunday. So anticipate this good news and and be praying about how God is calling you to be a part of it. The sermon title this week is Madness to Stillness. It seems like the world is living in madness... We we have been for over two years, but this madness has changed from a time of illness and isolation and inward focus to a chaos of, of daily horrific violence in unsuspecting places, a rising cost of living and a plethora of competing voices for our attention. Where do we turn? To whom do we listen? How can we find peace among the bedlam? We need a redirection. We need to reorient ourselves, our priorities, and our focus. This type of madness is is where we find the prophet of Elijah this morning. He's taken a stand for God and against the powers that be and is in fear for his life. He's on the run. He ends up in the wilderness under a a broom tree and and just asks God to take his life. But God still has work for Elijah to do. God provided rest and food and water. Elijah continued traveling for 40 days and nights and arrived at Mount Horeb, the Mount of God. He entered a cave for the night where God asked him a question. What are you doing here? Elijah answers God with the details of all that he had done and why he was running. And Elijah poured out his fears to God. And God's answer? Okay, go stand at the outside of the cave. I'm about to pass by. Elijah does what he's asked. Now imagine at this point, Elijah is fearful and in his fearful and defeated state. is expecting that God show up in mighty ways to sit down and have a conversation and give him some great advice and reward him for taking a stand for what is right and provide a mighty display of God's power. That's what most of us would expect after being such a heroic uh, person of faith and, and to spreading, and spreading these words of God for the world. Right? Now be honest with yourself now. Well, first thing God experience, Elijah experiences is a strong windstorm. A windstorm so powerful that rocks split, but God's not in the storm. Next, Elijah experiences an earthquake, then fire, but God's not there either. Then there was silence. When Elijah heard the sheer sound of silence, he knew that the Lord was passing by. He heard the question again, What are you doing here, Elisha? Elijah explained again what he had done and, and voiced his fear. God's advice? Go and return to the way you came to the wilderness of Damascus. Return, You want me to go back to where they want to kill me? Elijah probably wasn't expecting this advice. Yet, Elijah did what God asked him to do despite logic, fear, past experience. Elijah trusted that God had a bigger plan. Elijah knew that God still had work for him to do and that God would faithfully give Elijah what he needed to do the work ahead of him. Faith. Trust. Assurance. That's what Elijah, re- Elijah received in the small voice that followed the madness of the wind, earthquake, and fire. What small voice do we hear in the deafening silence of our hearts? I hear the words that, of Isaiah which we started this journey together with. Do not remember the former things or consider the things of old. I am about to do a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. These words ring loud and clear as we enter into the future at Good Shepherd United Methodist Church. As we enter into this future as a UMC denomination. And we anticipate this good news that we will hear next week and move into the work that must be done at Good Shepherd United Methodist Church as we become the flagship church on this side of Hendersonville and in Sumner County. A church that is about loving God and loving our neighbor as we make disciples for Jesus Christ. In the silence, your Good Shepherd United Methodist Church leadership hears the words from Habakkuk. 2 3 the vision for there is still a vision for the appointed time it speaks of the end and it does not lie if it seems to tarry wait for it it will surely come it will not delay these words encourage us at good shepherd united methodist church because we've waited through the wilderness of debt we have delayed maintenance and we have operated out of a mindset of scarcity yet we have remained faithful We can see the vision of the future that includes stepping out in faith to embrace what God is calling us to do, to respond to the call of leadership and courage, to stand for what is right and a good, and a good life giving, that is good and life giving, and most importantly, to listen for God's voice as He directs our future redirection. There will be lots of noise and madness seeking to capture our attention. Noise in the, in the word world and noise in our own heads. But God's voice will be clear if we take time to listen. God is speaking, friends. It is evident in our leadership team's meeting. It was evident at annual conference this week. It is evident that God is speaking in the leadership of this congregation. We must listen. There's hope in our future. There is assurance that the Holy Spirit that, that came to us at Pentecost is working among us and within us, we have confidence that we can move from madness to stillness if we seek God's voice. God asked Elijah an obvious question: What are you doing here? God asks us that same question as individuals, as a church and as a denomination. What are you doing here? We can answer this question with the details of how we got here and offer all the excuses that we can muster, but God has work for us to do now and in the future. We must redirect our efforts to completing what is before us so that we can move into the future with hope, a future with vision, a future with endless possibilities, and a dream that seeks to glorify God. To get to this future, we're going to have to be quiet. We're going to have to spend time with God in profound silence and allow our own selves to be set aside so that we can listen to God. We cannot rely on our own strength and wisdom, but we must seek the strength and wisdom of God. As God led Elijah to the mountain, God leads us into the future. Elijah did not find God in the loudness of the frightening world, but in the silence. Or as older translations of Scripture tell us, In the still, small voice. A voice of encouragement. A voice of presence. A voice of hope. Can you hear it? Can you feel it? Sometimes we run to the mountain to to get away from the demands of the world, only to find the world's wind, earthquake, and fire has followed us. But in the midst of it all, if we listen to and for God, we will find God in the silence of our hearts in ways that we've overlooked. Too often we want those flashing lights and sirens, we want the wind and the earthquake and the fire to announce God's presence. But often God announces God's work in more subtle ways. God acts even in the stillness of everyday happenings in our lives. What are we doing here? We are moving from madness to stillness. We are anticipating exciting times ahead for Good Shepherd United Methodist Church. We are getting to work on our mission as we hear God's voice in the silence. We are listening for God to speak. We're, we're go- now we're going to end our time this morning with some time for listening. We will have some music in the background for those of you whose, whose silence is just too deafening for you to hear. Whether you're online, whether you're here in the house, at the altar, or in your pews, Listen, listen for God to speak. Silence the chaos of of your competing competing voices, and listen, and hear God. As our um, praise team comes, music will begin to be played. Let us enter into a time of prayer. Whether your head's pews, the altar is open, but let us listen for what God has in store for us. Listen, God we hear you we feel your touch we know your peace let us now listen and act on what you have called us to do
2: amen is to be In